Squawking birds and talking birds. Say squawking birds and talking birds. Squawking birds, talking birds. Squawking birds and talking birds. Squawking and talking. They were squawking and were talking birds. Everybody, your host Sal, and this is the second episode of. Squawking birds with Sal. We're going to get into a couple of uh, uh, topics here. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about here is Colin Kaepernick. You know, I'm getting real tired of this guy. Oh, holy tree street. That scared the bejesus out of me. Oh, my God. It's just sound. I hit the sound effect by accident. Uh, so anyway, like I was saying, uh, we're going to talk about that low life. Colin Caps. Damn it! I think I I keep hitting the buttons here. It's sound effect Dad, what buttons. What are you doing hey, back Patty, there? You're supposed to be the sound engineer. What's what is an audio souvenir? All right. Uh, I think we're back on track here. A second topic I wanted to talk about was um, uh, Jalen Hurts in uh, pick in the second round. I'll tell you what, man. I wasn't uh, all that. Uh, fond of the pick, uh, and it's got nothing to do with him being uh, black, uh, you know, it's nothing to do birds with that, Jesus, what do I, birds how do I turn this, I keep birds hitting the damn song, birds what is, what is, squawking all right, um, we're, we're back, um, I'm just gonna hit, uh, let me see here. Set up to record. Birds and talking birds. Yeah. Squawking and talking. They were squawking and were talking birds. Right. Ah, shit. How much of that did I? How much of that episode did I get there? Let me see, let me check this. Sal just gave us uh, Squawking Birds episode two to listen to. I don't know for what reason, and it was borderline unlistenable. It was crazy, uh, racist, and we apologize. We're going to get back to our, our, our regular podcast. Um, Jimmy, why don't you just hit that music? Uh, all right. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa, cheesesteak fun hour. Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa, cheesesteak fun hour. Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Squawking. Nope. (laughs) Another edition of the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. And folks, we have hit rock bottom. We're closing in on 30 episodes here of the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. We're hitting, what is it, two months of quarantine? We're almost, what, close to Memorial Day? Mm. We should be weeks into the baseball season. 
We should be at the Eastern Conference final of the basketball season. Should we be into the, the hockey uh, playoffs by now? I don't know. Maybe. But you know what we're going to start our show with this week? The one, the only, Nate Sudfeld. Folks. Folks. The fuck, Jimmy? We've hit rock bottom. This is rock That's bottom. That's right. Mm. Nate Sudfeld is how we're starting our show. I, I because apparently, apparently this week, not apparently because it's true, Coach Doug Peterson called in to everybody's favorite, least favorite Philadelphia sports radio show, Angelo Cataldi, and said that Nate Sudfeld is the backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles this upcoming season. So what does that mean? Does that mean that, does that mean that this draft that we just experienced in the second round pick, this 53rd overall pick that the Eagles just took was a waste for this year? That Jalen Hurts, who we just took, is just going to sit by the wayside and be a third quarterback? Maybe a, a healthy scratch for the year? Inactive on game days. Is that what this means? So, Doug, Doug – I don't know. I don't know what this means for the upcoming season, but what I do know is that we're starting this show for Memorial Day weekend. We're starting with Nate Sudfeld. I'm joining – I'm going to be joining this week by Jimmy Hertz, Optimistic Nick, and Dirty Mike. We're going to get started. Um, I got a couple hands up. I got my boys interrupting me as if I don't do intros on the show. They can't ready. They can't wait. They're ready to talk about Nate Sudfeld. That's where we are. Uh, Jimmy Hertz, I know you want to talk. What do you got to say about this situation we got going on here? Exactly. We're all raring to go. I mean, this is a juicy topic. Um, <laughs> what I want to say is that if you believe that, what Doug said, that Nate Sudfeld is number two, well, boy, do I have a car to sell you. Ooh, what kind of, what kind of car, car are we talking here? Absolutely stole my take. That's exactly where I was going. Who's, what do you who, mean? What's the, no, wait, what's the saying? It's like, if you believe that, then I got I to gotta see a man about a horse or something like that, right? What Ooh, is it? How's it going? So you're going to need a car and a horse. Well, I, well, I'm listening. I am listening. Yeah, it's, just that, it's just that stupid, like, coach speak stuff where it's like, yeah, sure. Come on. Right now, he's number two on the depth chart from last year. Um, so he's just saying mm. that. And uh, if you believe that, then you – this might be your first season watching football. Now, wait a I minute. I don't know, man. Come on. Nate Sudfeld is not the number Stunfeld, two. Not be. Sudfeld's been around a while. He's, he's, he's the next Chase Daniel. And you know how Doug felt about Chase Daniel. So, Doug probably has a special, a special place in his heart for the Studfeld. So, I'm buying it. Jalen Hurts hasn't shown shit. He's just, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen anything from him. Have you? Interesting take. Fuck college. I don't care what he did in college. Have you seen him take an NFL snap? Because I, I, mean, I haven't. If that's the take we're going, what have you seen from Sudfeld that's got you believe in that? Because I haven't seen anything from Nate either. He's got NFL experience, guy. How about yeah, this? A, cu- a couple of missed 10-yard throws over guys' heads out of bounds. I propose, I propose right here on this show, I will wager a monetary bet 
that Nate, wow. that that Jalen Hurts will be your number two quarterback on the on the depth chart come game one of the NFL season. Who wants to take me up? I uh, I couldn't possibly agree more. I think Jimmy is absolutely one hundred percent on point. This well, the- we know we know Jimmy Hurts is behind that. So, Dirty Mike, you agree with Jimmy Hurts? In every way. Okay. I think this is I think this is a way of Doug trying to keep the locker room from getting all out of sorts. He wants to let the veteran think that the veterans got the experience and the edge, which once they get into camp, if there is a camp, that he's gonna see that Hertz is gonna outperform that kid in every way possible. If you're thinking that Carson Wentz goes down in week four, which is absolutely inevitable, and that Nate Sunfelt <laughs> is the one coming in right behind him, you're out of your fucking score. I think Not Dirty out. had a pretty hot take there. He he said Doug wants the veterans to think they are the ones with experience. That's that's some hard <laughs> uh, analysis there. All right, so, so Nick, say, Nick, no, but say, Nick has to come say, in. Say the okay. worst happens and, and Wentz does go down week four and I'm wrong and Nate Sudfeld is number two, how, how many snaps does Sudfeld take before Doug goes, get him out of there? Well, they better pray that they're playing in empty stadiums. Because those fans will be real happy about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Blew a 53rd overall pick on Jalen Hurts, and here comes Nate and Stud Sudfeld. And I'm sorry, Nick, Nick, give us your take. Well, Jimmy, I heard that you wanted to make a friendly wager, and I'm all about that action, boss. All right, so 50 bucks? Why why don't we make it a cool hundy? I'm in. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. uh, Game one in September. Uh, I say Jalen Hurts will be number two on the death chart. You say Nate Sudfeld. You're taking yep. the for I'm taking I'm word. taking the Studfeld. Let's go. Easiest Virtual answer. Uh, all right, all right. So that's great. So no, we have we have a good wager on the board. So so Jimmy Jimmy Hurts believes that Jim, that it's all coach speak. That Doug is just saying that because he has to. It is May. He's just he's just appeasing the the quarterback that has been behind Wentz has been on the roster and the rookie has to earn his stripes. Uh, but Nick, why why do you believe the coach? Or why do you believe that? No, no, I, I screwed up. Jimmy believes that's going to be Jalen Hurts at number two. Nick, why do you think that you know Jalen? I'm screwing this all up. I'm screwing everything up. I can't think. And, and you're asking me a question I've already answered. So there, there's that as well. Um, if you want me to, if you want me to repeat it, I will. I said, I said, Doug, has, he's got his thing for the Studfeld. Studfeld's been around a little bit, and we all know how Doug feels about his quarterbacks. He 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 gave Chase Daniel like a seventy million dollar contract to do nothing. Well, Doug, Doug so didn't do that. How he did that? Doug talks kind of forces Doug's hand, and, and Nate doesn't Doug, have that. Doug contract. forced Howie's hand. Chase Chase Daniel came with Doug the same year from Kansas City. So so so. That's yeah. true. Doug did have that history with Chase. That was Doug. That was all Doug. He he saw that Sam Bradford was the quarterback, and he said, "No, I ain't playing with that idiot because he's going to get right. hurt day one." I just so feel I'm like bringing my guy Chase Daniel and and Nate Studfeld is the new Chase Daniel, so he's going to be the backup game one, and I'm going to have a cool hundy in my pocket. As guys, as guys who were against the Jalen Hurts pick, um, Matt, I think everybody was right except for me. Um, what would make you feel – I don't know if the word would be better or worse, like him being number two and then or, – or him not. And then it's like – then it's like 
I mean, I don't know. It almost makes the the, the high draft pick even worse because then it's like. For, go ahead. For the I, record, for the record, after just having complete scrambled brains there and trying to explain what the, the uh, position between you and Nick, I agree with you, Jimmy. This is all complete coach speak in May. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to be number two by week one. You don't make this draft pick. You don't do all this. I think mini camp or not, Jalen Hurts is going to be more prepared. Maybe he needs mini camp just to get NFL prepared, but it's not going to take much for him to be NFL prepared more than Nate Sudfeld. He's just a better athlete. He'll need some time to get NFL uh, uh, game ready as far as like game passes and all that than Nate Sudfeld. Nate, there's nothing special about Nate Sudfeld. At least I mean, they don't Jalen call him Hurts Sudfeld. Is- they don't call him Sudfeld for no reason. So no one calls him Nate Stuffell. I think you're the only person who calls him Nate Stuffell. Okay, so you're not hundred dollars. I thought really? I was right about this, so I actually pulled up an article while you guys were talking to confirm. So after they drafted Wentz, I, I, I thought I remember this happening. So in July of '16, Doug Peterson came out and said Carson Wentz will inevitably be the third-string quarterback on this team. He is not ready to start game one. He will not play opening the season. Yeah, week, yeah. Week one, Carson Wentz played all 16 games that season. Doug has done this before, and he's going to do it again. Jimmy, you just won yeah. the for hours of your life. And that's, well, that's when Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater – so... Yeah, but that's when Teddy Bridgewater got injured in Minnesota, and they traded Bradford and all the pieces fell line. And that's when Carson Wentz leapfrogged your boy Chase Daniel. Do you think, do you think Carson Wentz could be on the block if, 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 if another team's quarterback goes down? Funny thing is, funny thing is, is it that funny? Like, who knows with how you're raising, you know, drafting Jalen Hurts. All right, Jimmy Hurts might be onto something. But, I mean, it just really shows more so than anything that we started our episode with Nate Sudfeld. It just, I'm so fucking and, sick. And everyone stopped listening. To fucking talk about. We should be talking about the basketball players, God forbid, the Flyers do something, or the Phillies. And we're talking about fucking Nate Sudfeld and Jalen Hurts still a little bit. And it just, oh, I'm just, I'm so fucking sick of it. And we're still in fucking quarantine. It was nice to see people at the beach, but that just gets people fucking you pissed get off even more so. About the beach. But that's a... Uh, so those yeah, are the we don't need to go there quite yet. The real victims of the coronavirus are tens of listeners because you know they have to listen to this content and it's like you know the coronavirus is just robbing us of all of the good content. So the real losers in this coronavirus pandemic are not are not the, the hundreds of thousands of dead. They are no. the tens of listeners no. No. of the No, rock that's 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 just life. That's Darwinism. You know, people are going to die. Flus happen. Pandemics happen. The victims are the people that have to listen to this. Mm-hmm. We, were sky- we were skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Our viewership was up, up, up. Then some fucks in Wuhan let some shit slip. And here we are with no fucking content to talk about. Now we have to talk about neat smartphone. Oh, what's the date? The 20th of May? Are you kidding me? What are you, you going to say next? Me? What are you going to say next? We're going to have a break, a baseball breakdown with Dirty Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, are you kidding? Like that's what we have to talk about next. All right. So our next topic, 
we're going to talk about baseball and break down what the possibilities are. And Dirty Mike's going to do that for you. Dirty, why don't you take it over? All right. So in order for baseball to come back, they, yeah. <laughs> so in order for it to come back, they decided they had to make a whole slew of rules. So they came and we're up- going to go down for go down it one by one. So everyone strap in. This is sixty ready. pages. So get ready, everyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to break down some of the stuff that I thought was interesting. So baseball is going to be about as new as you can possibly get if they go. And 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 we have a very tight leash on it. So we think this fucking sucks, folks. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna crack the whip real quick. So go That's ahead, dirty. The uh, sixty-seven page draft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a slew of rules that they want to enforce. So some of those rules, and I, just, and I want to say these rules to see what you guys think about some of these rules here. But so what they're going to do is to start, they're going to eliminate the traditional exchange of lineup cards. No more high fives, no more fist bumps, no more bat boys, no more bat girls, no more mascots. Losing um, jobs. Yeah, just go, no more spinning. Spinning is absolutely prohibited and bars. Uh, I, all, right, all, right, all right, let's stop there. Let's stop there. Let's stop there. No more spitting. It, like, what happens if someone spits? Does the umpire stop <laughs> the game and say, he's going to warn each dugout, just throw the hand, right? Yeah. You know in a basketball game when they get sweat on the court and those dudes run out with, like, squeegees and they're, like, yeah. going? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like that. You're going to have guys like, running out with wheelbarrows of dirt. Just yeah, covering like, up the spit. Covering up the spit. So I understand, like, they can't have tobacco in their mouth or anything. I'm like, that's going to be tough for them regardless. Like, And I get it, like, what, what, they, they, it's tough for them to not put tobacco in their mouth? Fine, I get that. But, like, no spitting in general? Like, who's going to police that? That's so ridiculous. Yeah, like, like are you going to hide the spit? Like, if you really got to spit, are you just going to do some weird shit where you're like, oh, look. And, and, I mean, and, and, honestly, spitting is, like, second nature. It's not, like, something that, like, you're, like, you know what? I'm going to spit real quick. Like, right. it's just something when you're playing baseball, it just, it just happens. Yeah, I so think for a lot of you know, time, man, it's like a tick. Like, I don't know how they're going to stop it. <laughs> it's know? also one of those things where you're told, like, hey, you can't sit in that seat. There's nine – there's a hundred chairs in this room, but you can't sit in that chair. What's the what one chair you – What's the one you want to sit in? It's like, you can't <laughs> spit. If I'm a center fielder and all the umpires are in the infield, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to turn around real quick and just spit to see if like, I get away with it. It's the same you know thing I mean? like you're raising your kid and you're like, just listen, there's one rule. Don't go in that cabinet. It's the yeah. only cabinet they care about at that point. Exactly. <laughs> How many times did you spit tonight? I, I got like 27 in. What about you? 30, bro. 30 spits. Listen, I get it's all for the health and safety. And listen, we all want to be fucking safe and healthy you've heard us say that and we do fucking mean it it's just nauseating that we're doing this for the fucking thousandth week in a row because of this it's just nauseating dirty mike go on keep keep but like i guess just so before it. we even move on like another interesting thing too is like baseball players are so superstitious that if you take away some of these things from them like is it going to mentally affect their game too like that's another yeah, well if that if that's the case then they can't be made for yeah the probably next um, so, all right. So they also decided they are going to prohibit water jugs, the use of saunas, oh, they, steam rooms. They can't drink water, the pools, they can't swim. My God. Nope. <laughs> the beaches and community pools are open, but you are not allowed to drink water. No water. <laughs> yep. So you, can get, you, can, you can't get, you might get Corona, but you're at least going to do it real thirsty. Um, 
So hitting, yeah, indoor, hitting in indoor ahead. cages is discouraged. Um, batting, batting gloves is encouraged, meaning that they want them to wear batting gloves. They do not want any more hitting in indoor cages. Um, batting practice pitchers are to wear masks. Dugout telephones are going to be disinfected after every use. Players are not allowed to touch their face to give signs anymore. They should probably do that thing with the dugout telephone, regardless of uh, coronavirus or not. You know, yeah. Like, I like I want to touch the phone if they're rusty cunts made a call to the bullpen. Yeah, oh, or, man, or like wow. a rusty, cunt. a rusty like, cunt. My Clint God. Hurdle, that, that? Clint, Clint Hurdle just got done gleeking all over it with his bubblegum spit. If you if you think I'm lying about the name Rusty Cunts, do yourself a good favor and Google it. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. I don't know you what will come up. It might it might be him. It should be him, but it might be something else too. So be ready. Rusty Cunt into Clint Hurdle is a tough uh, tough string of words. Go ahead. You Google that. You're gonna get a lot of. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you'll see some things. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, players are not allowed to touch their face to give signs, and they're not allowed to lick their fingers. Teams are encouraged to hold meetings. And that's out. just like spitting. Good luck with that one. They're gonna lick their fingers. It, I just want to know how. I just want to know how this is policed. Go ahead, continue. I, I, yeah, like what are you doing to these umpires? Like they're just gonna be fucking bugging out. Like, <laughs> Joe Joe crazy. West is gonna have an aneurysm. Yeah, he's yeah he's gonna be dead. There's Some, no somebody's gonna somebody's gonna throw a pitch right down the middle, and the home plate umpire is gonna be looking at the first baseman spitting, stopping the game. And was that a strike or a ball? I don't know. That guy was spitting. Yeah, this is a disaster. Or written all over it. That guy spit and saluted the pitcher. You're out. Like what? That's why I wanted to talk about this. It's completely insane. So uh, they're not going to have the players sit in the dugouts with each other. They are going to have them sit in the seats behind the dugout at six foot distances all Fuck around in the crowd. No, yeah, they aren't. Yeah, no, they aren't. Yeah, that's what these as, as if the game isn't long enough, they have Holy to get shit. They yeah, have to call on now batting Mike Trout, and here he comes from fucking row fourteen, section one. So do they have to like? Do they have to keep? <laughs> do they have to keep their bats and their helmets in like different concession areas, like away from other concession areas? Like, they where, have, are they they gonna, to, where are they going to keep their equipment? They have to get Eric Bruntlett from section three fourteen to bat in the eighth inning. It's going to take five hours for a game to finish. My <laughs> God, where's the bullpen going to sit? Like. Is, is, I, I, is one bullpen arm going to be at Tony Luke's and the other one at Campos? And drops. this is Sick insanity. Drops. I'm getting Sick pissed drops. off. I'm getting pissed off. Everybody, everybody is to keep their distance during the Star Spangled Banner and God Bless America. Well, at least they're keeping those two anthems, right? That's, uh, that's, that's big. Uh, fielders are encouraged to retreat several steps away from the base runner between pitches. First and third base coaches are not to approach base runners or umpires, and players are not to socialize with opponents. So if you're taking a lead off of first base, do you have to take a six-foot lead? Right. Like, like, yeah. like is that – is that wow. – like, like, you can't take a five-foot lead or you're out. That makes, you, that makes you think about football. Like, when the game of football happens, what's the offensive line supposed to do? And is all formation supposed to be shotgun for the quarterback's health? Like, this is uh, – okay, continue. It'll, yeah, be, the, it'll be the nine wide. Or the, the guy the, hits the same ball. The, the, the wide game. nine. Why can you never say the wide nine? What, what did, did I say the first time? Oh, God, what did The stretch you say? 11. Oh, God. The spread 11. The spread 11. <laughs> <laughs> the spread seven. That's what spread you said. Spread seven. That's what it was. <laughs> you're supposed to be our sports guy. You're the dumbest fuck in the world. Hey, right, you're, go ahead. hey you are. All right, go ahead, Dirty. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what else do we got? All right. So managers and coaches must wear. I think I already said that. Um, the entire traveling party, including players, must wear personal protective equipment while on buses and flights. Restaurants are off limits on the road, including the ones in the hotels, as are the hotel fitness centers. Who is policing this shit? <laughs> Again. I don't know. Um, so that was really it. That was kind of the breakdown. So, I mean, there's a lot in there. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but that was like the big, the big takeaways. Are the, are the hitting coaches going to have to sit in the press boxes like the offensive coordinators and shit? Jimmy, what do you got? So my listening to all that, what that boils down to for me is um, baseball's not happening. Yeah. I have a feeling like, you're going to say that. And, and like, no, but it's here, here's, here's the thing about reopening everything in general. All right. I, I agreed with the quarantine measures. I thought it was a good thing. I wasn't one of those people that, you know, thought it was an overstep of my civil, you know, my civic rights or whatever you, however you want to put it. Um, however, when you open back up, and that means bringing sports back and doing all that stuff. I just don't see how this stuff is feasible. Either you open it back up and take your chances. And now I'm not saying that you should let fans in the stadiums, but like some of these things are just mm -hmm. crazy. Like you, like Nick brought up a good point. When a runner's on first, what is the first baseman supposed to do? Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't have socially distanced sports, especially like baseball might be the best one for it, but like other sports like football and basketball and hockey, the, the game involves being contact. So it's just, it's not possible. So, yeah. it's, it's, so it's either you, you bring the sports back and you just take your chances, which is what you're doing and you weigh the cost that way, or I you mean, don't bring them back at all. If if the UFC guys are allowed to to bleed all over each other, yeah. I think it's okay for the baseball players to sit next to each other. That's just my take. I don't. Yeah, might be a hot take. Might be might be a hot take, but th that's where I stand. It's what I said about about when I heard everything you were saying, dirty with these these this baseball proposal. With what are they going to do with football and the offensive linemen, the defensive linemen? Is every is every offensive play going to be in shotgun because the, the quarterback has to be protected from six feet back? Like this. You got 20 I, hockey players on one bench sitting as close as you can possibly sit next to each other. You, you yeah, know, if there's hockey. distancing bullshit, then, you know, it's not, nothing's happening. Nothing. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say socially dis distancing bullshit. I agree with Jimmy. Like, I think what we do is correct to socially distance to, to flatten the curve. But if you're going to bring it back and, and do it, this way like do do it and bring sports back like you either bring it back or you don't like if you're bringing baseball back this way these games are going to take forever with the players in the stands like that's just ridiculous and so, like there was what, an example what you just said what you just said like if the first base you can't be on first base that's giving the runner on first a competitive advantage to take this huge lead he's gonna be able to steal first every single time you're giving the team on offense an advantage now you're giving a team a distinct advantage. That's not going to work. That's not going to make sense. So, I don't know. I mean, God, basketball. Good. It would be it would it would be nice to have it back, but with all of these rules in place, I almost feel like it wouldn't even be fun. I mean, no. I guess you would get used to it after a while, but in the beginning it would be like, man, this is fucking trash. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. 
All right, Jimmy. Jimmy's want, wants us to wrap this up. He's he's putting things in huge bowl. He's screaming. Our well, face. I just think it's a good transition. Like, all right, so if so, bringing back. So we talked about we've talked about bringing back uh, baseball. Um, interesting question, uh, and I think Dirty Mike came up with this, and I don't know if you know anybody else has talked about it, but if you could bring back one sport right now, what would it be, and why? So Hockey. dirty, you brought you dirty, you all right, Nick, Nick, go ahead. Hockey. Come on. Oh, wow. What out of the I'm bringing back I'm bringing back hockey because I because I fucking miss it. I miss them all, but I fucking miss my boys. You know, that was the most fun Flyers team uh, since since 2010 easily. Easily since 2010. That was a fun ass team too. Um they you know, they had a legitimate chance to 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 do some damage. I don't think the Sixers were going to win a championship. Uh, football, it's so fucking hard to win a championship. Baseball, this Phillies team, oh, gee. Um, I think the Flyers had the best shot to win. I, they were by far the most fun. A um, lot of personality on that team, a lot of good times. They were, I just – give me my hockey back all day. I need it. I miss my friends. I miss my boys. There, oh. Goodness. Who the hell was that's that? What, that's what I had to say about that. I smell dirty, I smell dirty you dirty, you brought yeah, this question up. It's a great question. What would be uh, the sport you bring back right now and why? So Nick kind of said it in his thing. I, I, I was really hard be, and hockey at my question would more be like, can we do anything to keep it away? Because I would just love to <laughs> Sweet joke, man. That's yeah, a good one. Not, not bad. So let's you should use, write that one down so you can use it again later. Let's keep let's keep hockey in the cart on the island right by the grocery store. I will. Uh, I was between baseball. Another sick joke, bro. I was between baseball <laughs> and basketball, so I'm going baseball. Um, just because it's so, I just miss having it on every day. It was something to do every day from spring to September, October, November. If your team was good enough, you're all the way into November. It was just something that was always on every day. It was something to do. If you were bored in a Tuesday in July, it was always on. There was always something. You always had like a, like a, like a, like an arm to rest on. And now it's gone. Every day there's just nothing. You're like searching for TV shows that you don't even care about. And you're, you're just trying to get through. Nick said it in his thing where like the Sixers weren't going to win a title. So I'd rather not even be disappointed in having them come and just lose in the second round of Boston or whoever they would face. I, I just, I'm not in the mood for it. I'd rather, like, I don't want sports to come back and then all of a sudden back to it gets thrown right in my face immediately. Like the Sixers just lose in round two. So I would go baseball. You don't know, really know what the Phillies were or what they could be. Um, with or without all these stupid rules that are in place, I, I still want it back, and I'd love to have it. Jimmy? Uh, me? I would, I would go Philadelphia Union. No. Um, uh, what? Like, no. I, I, I think they're I, coming back, Jimmy, so you, you might be all right. No, I go, I go Phillies, too. Um, and I thought about this for a while, and it was really tough between um, the Phillies and the Sixers. But mine, mine is just kind of stupid. Mine just kind of stupid and nostalgic because um, it's just not summer to me without watching baseball. And I can't, um, you know, the last time that there wasn't baseball was 1994. So I was still pretty young at the time. So this will be like my first summer without baseball, which like summer and baseball. I mean, that's like, you know, lamb and tuna fish. You know what I mean? It's like, so uh, it's just, it's just, um, I think just 
it's not, I don't know. It's, it's more of a feel that I'm going for where like I just miss, it's May, I should be watching baseball as this weather warms up and like, you know what I mean? I should, I should have LA and Fransky on in the car and yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, Why are you in your car at 7 p.m.? You, you, you know what I mean. But um, I was just asking a question. I but but I, 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 it, like I said, I struggled between that and the Sixers because I agree that the Sixers probably weren't going to win a championship, but like playoff basketball is just so fun. And um, I mean, playoff sports is fun, but basketball. Hey, playoff hockey? Come on. Yeah, I, I agree. But um, it is funny. Before we get to Matt, I, I, I thought of something while Dirty was talking. And it's like, isn't it funny you haven't had that um, sports anxiety in your life for like a few months? If there's one positive from all this, it's like <laughs> you, did, you, you haven't had that like um, pit in your stomach while watching it. I feel it. so much healthier. Dude, listen, I, this is the healthiest I've felt in 20 years. <laughs> it's yeah, like, with, but, but the sports, for me anyway, the sports anxiety has been replaced with the anxiety of trying to do my job at home with two children, which I've talked about a million times. Like, I think my anxiety is worse, to be quite honest with you. So, indeed, it has kudos, kudos to you guys for feeling great because I don't. Wow, I think this is the first time since starting this show that Nick says he doesn't feel good. We always say we're older than thirty, we feel worse, and Nick's like, I, I feel great. And yeah, I do feel fucking so. great. Look at this. Corona's yeah, finally great. gotten him. It's got, it's getting everybody. It's it's even gotten optimistic. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Um, I, I went back and forth with this. Um, I think the easy answer is baseball because of the time of the season. We are getting into Memorial Day. Most of us will be going down to the beach. <gasps> is he going to say uh, it? Not in, I am going with your team, your town, your Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. Because if we go back, we will go right into the postseason. The 60 Philadelphia 76ers will be facing the third seed Boston Celtics and the Sixers did win the regular season bout against the, 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 the Boston Celtics, and they showed that they can beat that team. So we go right into it, and they, 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 as I said, they showed that they can beat the Celtics. So give me that. That's what I want. We get right into postseason basketball. And as being the only person on this podcast who, for some fucking reason, only watched watch all 10 episodes of The Last Dance, like, I'm juiced up for basketball. I want it, and, and, and I want to see Simmons come back and Embiid come back, and, and God forbid, see fucking Tobias Harris can step up and fucking do anything, and I want to see the fucking Sixers take on Boston, Philly versus Boston, all of that shit. That's what I want. Yo, would it be great to have baseball every single day and get through the summer and that nostalgia and, and, and you know, the take me out to the ball game and all that feel-good shit? Yeah, but the Phillies aren't doing anything. Are the Sixers winning a championship? Probably not. But give me a, uh, a five-game series versus Boston to start it and possibly get into the second round. That's what I want. One sport. That's why the only thing that scares me is Joel Embiid saying, I can't wait to show everybody what kind of shape I'm in. Because if you're talking about it, to me, that means you're probably not in that good shape. That means he's been he to Popeye's didn't... as many times as we have. Oh. Because he is just kind of a boy who cries wolf. You're in quarantine. I bet you he'll just be lagging around uh, and uh, just. How many? I don't. I don't think. I don't think he'll be in that good of shape. I think he'll be lagging. I think it will take till about game three for him to be back into good enough shape 
to be, you know, running back on the down the court. I think they would need to split game one and two. And after that, I do think the Sixers could take down the series and then get into the second round. Once you're in the second round, anything goes. So give me the Sixers in the playoffs. Dude, we will be right back fucking into it. Juice is going. You watch five games of the Phillies and realize, nah, this team isn't fucking doing anything. You get six yeah, to win I, round one. I, I just wanted to say uh, I wasn't lying. Oh. Wow. Zoom we, on. we got a Zoom on. Joe! How you been? Yeah, Welcome. my Listen, my I just wanted to say I, I, I I'm in the best shape. Uh I'm in the best shape I ever been in. I wasn't I, I wasn't lying. Really? Okay. Yeah, we, we heard as you said that. Um, you know, that that's that's great to hear. It is tough to believe because we've seen you, we've heard you say that. And being that we have been in quarantine, uh, what have you been doing to keep in shape? Have you been in your own personal gym? Have you been dieting more? Any been, any particular things? I've been I've been uh, really happy in quarantine because I don't have to see I don't have to see Brett Brown anymore, and I don't oh. and I don't I don't have I don't have to see uh, Al Horford. I hate oh. Al. Horford. So oh. in quarantine, I, I I'm really happy because I hate I hate most of the team. Okay, that makes sense. Well, uh, you know, you know, you obviously have your differences. Do you think when you get back on the team? Because it sounds like everyone's getting back on the plane together down in Disney in Orlando, which is going to happen soon. Do you think you can get back to the plane, even if you don't so, like uh, each other? In quarantine, I don't, I don't have to watch Ben Simmons not take shots anymore. So that's kind of nice too. I don't because I, I hate watching him. Go out and on the court every night, and he all he does is uh, pass all the time. So I, I kind of like quarantine. So would you prefer more quarantine and not seeing your teammates, or to play basketball? Yeah, I mean, I I I just want to, you, you know, I just want Al Hoffer to take the first. Playing to Jabet. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. We appreciate you stopping by, Joel. Uh, it's always great to see you. It's been a long time. Uh, you're our first uh, guest since Howie Roseman, and uh, it's great to see you. Uh, you look, you look a little, a little tubby. Uh, just, just bring it in. Just bring it in. So um, that's a great ending to what sports we want back and why. Uh, I definitely want I'm to sit back. I'm sad he's gone. I wanted to ask if he's still punching Ben in the back, but he's gone. It's so, too late. You know, it, you know, you can only get so <sighs> much of, of Joe. Uh, that funny was a guy great that, conversation. Yeah, Ooh. he's oh, he's always been funny. We Jesus just need Christ. to show up. We just need to show up for a full playoff series. Dude, so. just going back to what we were saying, can you imagine how unbelievably funny it would be if they break it down and, and like the Sixers are back in the gym practicing and they they take a shot in on Embiid and he looks like Eddie Lacy from four years ago. Oh, cheeseburger Lacey. Can you imagine? Uh, he just gained like 94 pounds. All right. We're on to our next topic. The NFL. Um, Jimmy, do you want to introduce this one? Do you know it better than I do? I mean, I, I know what it's talked about. I don't know the exact incentives of what they're talking about. Is It's, it's, um, it's kind of piggybacking off of the Rooney rule 
and uh, what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. You so you got it, Jimmy. Good. Yeah. It's um. So the 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 headline here is owners to vote on resolution to incentivize minority head coach and GM hires. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, the. I will edit this out. Hold on. Let me find the actual. No, here, here it is. The idea is this. The NFL wants to get more my, minority owners and GMs into the front office. They want more African-American, black owners and GMs. That's it. And what they're saying is they need this done by a certain time, whether it's next year or the year after that. And if that doesn't happen at this certain time, we're going to deduct, I believe, a third round draft pick. And this isn't set in stone. That's just what they – go ahead. I've got it. So, so, so I think it's important to go through the actual – so, all right. So if a team hires a minority head coach, which is important because most people are talking about this um, as a black thing, you know, uh, hiring African-American coaches or, or GMs. But the, the, the wording here says minority. So in theory, you know, it could be a Latino head coach. You know what I mean? So – the team hires a minority head coach, that team in the draft preceding the coach's second season would move up six spots from where it is slotted to pick in the third, in the third round. Um, a team would jump 10 spots under the same scenario for hiring a person of color as its primary football executive. So six spots if you hire a minority head coach, 10 spots if you hire a minority executive. Uh, if a team were to fill both positions with diverse candidates in the same year, that team could jump 16 spots. So adding the two together, six for the coach, 10 for the GM, and potentially move from the top of the third round to the middle of the second round. Um, another incentive, a team's fourth round pick would climb five spots in the draft, preceding the coach or GM's third year if he is still with that team. Um, that is considered uh, significant because Steve Wilkes and Vance Joseph, two of the four African-American head coaches hired since 2017, were fired after one or two seasons, respectively. So it's not – so this is also incentivizing you to keep minority coaches in, and GMs in that position longer. So um, that's, the, that's the thing. Basically, it's third-round picks. For a coach, it's six spots. For a executive, it's ten. And if you do both, it's sixteen spots. So I have a question, just from from all of this and reading all of this and hearing all of this. What do you guys think are the reasons that they need to do this? So what I mean is breaking it down further. Why why are there not enough, in their opinion, minority coaches in football? Is it racism? Or is it something else? What, like, why do they need to do this? So I, I have to believe that they feel that there is, that, that, they, that they feel that there is racism going on when it comes to hiring coaches and GMs. So, because if not, then, you know, it, all right. So what we're talking about here is reparations, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and that's a huge topic. But I mean, it definitely, um, and unfortunately, you know, all four of us are white, so it's really tough for us to like talk about this. Because, uh, but like, I have to believe that they do feel that racism is involved in this, and that's why they're incentivizing it. Because I, I don't know, I, I just 
I think that. So what's the need for the racism? Do you think that they feel that a black coach or a black executive gives them a bad public image? What is it? No, I think that they're just more inclined to hire white coaches and white GMs for the perceived, uh, I don't know, uh, ability or superiority. I, again, this is what I am. Well, most of, most of the league is, it has old white owners. Right. True. And that's what, that's what runs the league. Let's, let's take there the coaches is, yeah. out of it for, for the sake of this conversation. What runs the league off the field in the front office is old white owners. So the Rooney rule was enacted because of perceived racism or actual racism. And, and so that didn't work out as well. Hence this coming down, this potential, I don't know if there's a name for this, but nice. that's this next step. Go ahead, Jimmy. So there's like, so in, in preparation for talking about this, I just wanted to see, cause this is a, like, it's really tough to have like, part of me or most of me is, is for it. I mean, why not? Um, I think that um, more diversity and equality is always a good thing. Yes. That is my, you know, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm always joked about as being a left leaning person, but no. Um, so anyway, I went on Twitter and I just wanted to see what people were saying. So under the main post about this vote coming up, I noticed two things. One is that there were very few black people giving their opinion on this. It was mostly white people talking about it, which to me is, I don't know. But um, so there were two points that were kind of like going back and forth. The first was one guy goes, well, black people are... Um, about, you know, and I don't know if this is accurate, but this is exactly what the tweet said. Black people are like 12.5% of the population. They make up about 12.5% of coaches and GMs. So isn't this a representative um, sample size of the general population? Now to that, you can easily say, and people did, yeah, but 75% of the players in the league are black. So what does that mean? Like, so, so that, so then that kind of like the representative sample thing goes out the window because the NFL is not a representative sample. The employees of the league are overwhelmingly black yet you have so, so few in positions of power. All right. All right. But then, but then here's a discussion to that. It's so much easier to see and, and analyze players on the field. There are numbers to analyze what a person is doing on a field. What type of yardage are you catching and throwing and, and even blocking and doing all that on a field? And unfortunately, you can put race to that. It is tougher to do that as a coach. You can do wins and losses, and it's even tougher to do that in a front office setting. Now, the front office part goes into money making and marketing and all that. And that's why it's tougher and just because of people who have money. And decades ago, it was just the old money. And old money, unfortunately, is just white money. That's the, 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 the straight and narrow reality of it. And that's the people running the NFL. Right or wrong? Probably wrong. And they're the ones who make the decisions. And so, again, going back to the Rooney Rule, you need to have X amount of the rule really is, I, I believe, and I could be wrong, very easy wrong, was a, an African-American thing. Now this, and what you said correctly, is about getting minorities in. 
So this is just another way. And again, is it right or wrong? I, I don't know. We, you should want to have more minorities in the league, but it's just so hard to say, how do I keep this coach, white, black, purple, green, Filipino, female, whatever, whatever it may be, as a coach, if they went 3-13, 4-12, how long do I let my team suffer? But do white coaches and white front office people get more leeway because they're white? Probably. Again, another harsh reality. So, I don't know. Uh, a Tyrone Johnson of 97.5, Mike, Mikey Miss's producer, he said, as of right now, this is the best that we got. I don't know if I agree with it, but unless you have an alternative, this, this, is, what, this is what they have. And I guess I agree with it until there's a better alternative. Really quick, the Rooney Rule, Matt, you, uh, yes, it's adopted in 2003. The Rooney Rule is an NFL policy requiring every team with a head coaching vacancy to interview at least one or more diverse candidates. So if you have an open head coaching position, you have to interview at least one minority candidate, which we've joked is, uh, is Deuce Staley's role every time there's a, <laughs> there's a coach. Yeah, well, vacancy. I mean, I, and, and that is, and, and that is it. So now my counter to this would is that be, why Deuce is still there? Just just <laughs> just every year they can be like, bring Deuce in. My bring counter him. would my counter would be this. So let's say you're a team that doesn't. What, what am I trying to say here? That doesn't. You're doing. You have an open job vacancy, and you don't want to give up draft capital. Are you just going to hire a person? You have, you have one person available and you have two people going for that position. It's a white person and a minority. In your opinion, if we're being completely honest, let's just, just go with me and we're being completely honest, the white person is better for that job, but you need to hire the minority so you don't lose draft capital. Is that what this does, that you need to hire the minority so you don't lose draft capital? That's what happens here. Yeah, I mean... To me, it's is it really penalizing people who don't hire minority can, or GMs or head coaches? Though it's it's really just rewarding those that do. I don't think you lose anything, which is why I'm wondering how effective this is really going to be. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess yeah, you're I'll, right. I'll answer. I don't think if you're looking for the future of your team, I don't think you're going to hire a guy who you think is inferior because the goal is to win games. If you want to win games in the long run, what is ten draft spots jumping up in the third round? I mean, it's really like if they're going to incentivize it, it's got to be a little more than that. I feel like, like which, it's gotta, which is why I think it's talk, which is why I think it's first round picks. Uh, I think we all started with this. I don't know if we're the right people to talk about it. I, I think it's a it's a good start to get things correct and getting more minorities into the league. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully the old white old money front office people start getting out of the league and we get, you know, the young, I think smarter and up and coming people in this world who aren't just pale white in there. And, and hopefully this is a good starting step. I, right. you know, I gave my opinion. Um, you know, I hope I didn't come off insensitive about it. Maybe I did because I'm, I'm just ignorant. I'll plead that. So no, I mean, I, 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 look I, again, I was, I was looking at everybody's comments on Twitter and I didn't really see like it, people are just kind of like it's because it's a really tough thing it's like i think that people that are for it are like you know what you know this is like tyrone said this is a this is as probably as as best we can do right now and it's a step in the right direction 
Um, people that are against it are saying that, you know, it's a meritocracy. It should always go to the person most qualified and this is wrong. And, you know, so it's, um, I, I don't know. I think what this did do, I think when it came out, it made people have their phone in their hand, sit back in their seat and raise their eyebrows. And I think that's what it was meant to do, to make people go, oh, shit. And I think that was step one. So why didn't they just like... So why didn't they just like increase the Rooney rule instead of doing the draft incentive? I mean, I, I know I that's think not the, like I a... think the Rooney rule uh, ran its course. You said 2003, right, Jimmy? Yeah. yeah. Has it been that long? I'm, I'm, I missed yeah, that. I'm I, I think, I, I think I, it, ran, it, ran its, it ran its ran its run. And I don't know what the answer it. is. Like, yeah, like Matt, the four I, I, of I, us I, don't. When you, say, when you say it had its run, like how much – nothing has changed basically since they've done it. There's four black coaches well, – I'm sorry, there's four minority coaches in the NFL right now and two minority GMs. So, like, what has the Rooney Rule done? It hasn't done anything. You know what the Rooney Rule has done? It's made four white guys on a podcast trip over their words trying to talk about this and trying to make the world a better place. That's what it's done. That's exactly no, it what it's done. And gave yeah, Mike I, I just – I just don't think the I just don't think that this draft incentive is going to do anything. Um, I think and I think it's a stupid way to 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 go about it. And I I don't know the answer. You know, we've all said that we don't know the answer how to how to make this, you know, how to get more minorities into the league. You know, into into coaching positions. But you know, it's just it, what it comes down to is I think Matt, your best point was we needed to get you know the, these owners needs to be more progressive thinking and maybe it just comes down to like you know them kicking the bucket and their sons taking over or whatever but like when I think about the best general manager I've ever I've ever seen it's Ozzie Newsome and so like why doesn't like uh, yeah love the Ravens. why don't people take that into into consideration yeah, like Nick, I, I was just thinking like and, and Mike Tomlin is one of the best black coaches ever so like you would want to hear Tomlin be more vocal well but Tomlin's then, one of the great you, coaches period exactly saying. exactly so is he one of the best black coaches is he one of the best coaches and another thing is do you just want to hand a coach because of their race because then that just becomes right. a slap you want them you want well. them to to be the right candidate you want them to to earn the job and how how to make that how to make the the owners you know see that i don't know like how how do you not look at the raven's success and say like maybe i'm not thinking broadly enough maybe i'm not interviewing the right people but they're not thinking that so. they, should, they should just they should just name this a jerry jones rule that guy's racist as fuck and doug peterson is black as all hell yeah all right should we all get to a break break it up so, yeah all right we're going to get to a break. That was a nice little uh, conversation for white guys break down a racial issue. That's what we're here to do. Um, and uh, we, we will be uh, right back. This episode of the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour is brought to you by Coppertone. Hey, doing nothing this Memorial Day weekend? Us too. But if we got the product for you, new SPF Zero sunscreen. Gives you the same gross, oily feeling and potpourri smell without any of the protection. Because let's be honest, you don't need it. Enjoy a star-spangled quarantine with Copper Toe. And now it's time for another edition of... You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? People that drive like assholes in my neighborhood. You know who you are. You. 
you son of a bitch. You, you're, you're, the, you're the same person that puts their, puts their fucking shopping cart on, on, on islands at Costco. You're the same fucking person. I know you. I know you are. You are driving up my ass in my neighborhood. So I, I, I'm, the, I'm the president of my neighborhood. You know, I, I take these things, I take these things very, very seriously. You know, I, I drive maximum 15 miles per hour in the neighborhood because, listen, I have kids. There's a lot of kids in my neighborhood. It's bike riding season, you know. Yeah, I watch out for the kids. You got to watch out for the dogs. You got to watch out. But then there's these assholes that, whoo, they, they, they pull into my neighborhood and then they drive up my ass in the neighborhood. It's 25 mile an hour speed limit. I don't care if I'm going 15, 20. I don't give a shit. Don't, don't drive up my ass. Like, what do you, where do you have to go so fast? Like, where are you trying to get to? And then I stop at the stop sign and then they, then they, then they creep up. And they, and they stop basically bumper to bumper. And I, I sit at that stop sign extra long. So that's, that's my way of saying, this is an extra long fuck you for, for, for being a fucking asshole. So I'll sit at that stop sign for 10 minutes if I want to. So then when I, when I feel like it's, it's time, when I, when I feel like I'm ready to go through the stop sign, then I, you know, I go, I gingerly go through. And you know what those assholes behind me do? They don't stop. They just roll through the stop sign like like they stopped at it. So they never stop. And they just it's like they're it's like they're hitched to the back of my truck. And it pisses me right off. And then and then when I like make a left turn and they're going straight, then they then they think they're all cool and tough. And they just fucking slam on their gas and and fucking speed on by staring at me. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to follow you. So I follow him. I turn around. I find him. And you know what I do? I give him, I give him this look that I'm giving you guys right now. And I know, I know you guys can't see this look, but if you saw it, you'd know what you know. And I look at him. And I say, slow down. And that's all they need to know. And that's all I have to say. And that's been another edition. You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? You guys guys know what I'm talking about? I mean... Fuck, like I have I have kids, I have nephews, I have nieces, I have kids I care about. And you know, these kids are these kids are playing on their bikes out in front of my mom's house. Nick, and- have you ever done so I had no idea you were gonna bring this up, but I'm glad you did. So it, this actually happened to me earlier today, right? So Roman oh, was like dying to my kid was dying to go outside. So my other my daughter was playing with her friends in on the it, so I live in a bunch of like one way streets, right? Like there's just nothing but one way streets in my whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So like I looped around to the back of me to where my daughter was playing with her friends. They were playing hide and seek. And they're running around doing their thing. And like, you know, there's a couple older ones and some younger ones and the older ones are allowed to cross the street. So like he did, but there was this black Mustang that came and it's, again, it's a one way street with cars parked on either side. And this motherfucker had to be going minimum 45, like ripping down the street. And you can hear him from blocks away. Like, oh God, like 
Here he comes, you know? And you hear the and he's just ripping down. And I did the dad thing where as he drove by, I just threw my hands up. Like a flip. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I know, I know I very well about the throwing the hands up. Like, what the fuck, man? You know? But I'm with you, dude. It's, 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 I, I, I have one thing to say. I do have one thing to say. Are you above the law of the speed limit because you did say one thing and you're very very well said and well delivered rant you mentioned the speed limit of the neighborhood is 25 yeah and you should not speed nope. it is a neighborhood but you said you go 15 yeah sure so do. who are you to go 15 and determine I, I you're care about slower than people behind you. I care about the safety of the the citizens of my neighborhood. Yeah, That's but the people, great. but people, but, but people before you have determined that twenty five is a safe speed about the kids in the neighborhood. You're in a and that is for everybody. That is for everybody. But that is for everybody in the neighborhood. You're in a now you you are be taking in a hurry it. to get anywhere. No, no, no. Twenty five is not a hurry, and that has been 20, deemed by people. No, 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 Mr. President. I'm gonna Mr. Change, President. Yeah, I'm going to change the speed limit to 15 in my whole neighborhood. And you'll yeah, see. that's fine. That's fine when it is changing. Then, you then you'll happen see. to do that, then that happens. But as of right now, the speed is 25. So you are now not a president. You so happen to be a tyrant because you are going speed of your, of your choosing and making oh. the people behind you. So oh. they're you know not even speeding. Okay. But to break it down further, the bro oh. that's riding the ass of the guy going 15 has no intention of only going 25. Let's be well, no, you can't determine that. You cannot determine that. If he's riding your ass, is he riding your ass at 25 or 40? Is a person going 15 and, and, and dictating the speed that is, that is lower than the speed limit? He's not riding your ass. He's just going the speed limit, maybe. I, yeah, but if you're getting on someone's ass, you're the type of guy to get and on someone's ass. You're an asshole. Ass. You're, you're just that fucker you know what i mean you, you, you are uh, you are an asshole you are a class b asshole because someone is a class a asshole not going to the speed limit that was determined by a collective that is a nationwide collective in neighborhoods all over the country that are 25 miles per hour okay so so maybe 15 was a bit like was, i'm going 18 now what matt now what? 18, 18 is still seven miles per hour below the nationwide neighborhood. So I have to go 25. 25. If I'm going 25 in the neighborhood, I feel like I'm going 90. And I feel like a, I feel like I could kill anybody at any time. So I say, Nick, slow down. So I've never had to say, Nick, slow down. No, I, I'm not here. You, you are being a tyrant determining your own lower than speed limit. Jimmy, go ahead. One of the things that we glossed right over, which is the truth, is that Nick is, in fact, the president of his neighborhood. Now, of our, for our He's taking reins of his power. For, for our tens of listeners that have heard many an unhinged rant from Nick, now just imagine that Nick is in charge of the entire neighborhood in which he lives, mm -hmm. which is... Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And that's a very good point, Jimmy. So you've heard the unhinged rants, and now you've heard the unhinged rants and how he's taking control of his power by doing whatever he so well pleases, by going however slow he wants, regardless of what the issued speed limit is, and controlling those behind him. He's so, drunk with power, right. Matt. Matt, he's he drunk power. with power. So he's driving I, under the let's just, let's just, let's take me, let's take me out of the car. Let's take me out of the car. And I'm just, I'm just sitting in my front yard, not my front yard, because I live in a cul-de-sac, but let's just, 
I'm at my mom's house who lives in the same neighborhood. Yeah, get over it. I don't give a shit. She, I'm, I'm sitting in her front yard, and, you know, the kids are playing outside and whatever, and then you have these fucks, and it's, it, never, it never ends every day. There's these fucks that just bomb down the road. It's like, well, that's different. It's always these motherfuckers who have the super loud cars, too. They just want See, this is, this, the, is where, this is where dirty, this is where Dirty and Nick just get off. Just get off. They just don't listen to what's going on. Yes, 40 miles per hour is way wrong. Of course it's way wrong. Don't drive that's your Mustang down. That's <laughs> you can't stick on the same conversation. In 28 is wrong. 27 is wrong. Of course, I agree. But I think I think fifteen is just as wrong as twenty-eight and forty. Okay, well, I, I think no, somebody, I exaggerated to make a point a bit. But let me tell I, you, I, no, I'm going. I've been I've I'm been going in the car 18. with you. I'm going you are drunk. You are drunk with power, and I think that is just as you're, as you're as drunk with destructive. Ugly. Man, I think there should be a rule. Yeah. There should like be a rule where. If somebody is speeding in your neighborhood, you should be have total free game to throw rocks at their vehicle. Or, yeah, yeah, I'll, you know. I'm, I'm As they like drive that. by, I just want to peg a rock at the guy going 45 and a 20. I have been in a car with you plenty of times, Nick, where you have stopped at a stop sign and made the person behind you wait to prove a point, where you okay. have looked at somebody, you have road rage, and uh, you are the president of your neighborhood, and you're drunk with power. It's not road rage. Um, I'm just trying to be a good citizen. So not only is he driving, he, he's calling out other people, but he is drunk with power. So he is driving under the influence in his own neighborhood. Mm. Mm. Never scary, ever. Scary times. Never ever. Drinking and driving is, is for the birds. Scary times. Um, so the next topic, good job, Nick. Uh, the next topic we have here, the South Korean Football Club Seoul, Seoul, how do you pronounce that? Seoul? I think it's Seoul. Seoul. S-E-O-U-L have been fined a record 100 million Korean. They were fined a whole bunch of fucking money for damaging the prestige and integrity of the league after using sex dolls instead of mannequins to fill empty seats during a K-League match. Let me read that one more time for you folks at home. Uh, they were fined a record buttload of money for damaging the prestige and integrity of the league after using sex dolls instead of mannequins to fill empty seats during a K League match. Jimmy, you seem to be just just jumping out of your seat to talk about it. Go ahead. So, so my my here's my thought on this. Aren't we going? To- <laughs> Aren't we aren't we going through enough in this world right now? Can't we just can't can't we just have a sense of humor and laugh and like like we already have we're already in a situation where we have to fill stands with mannequins. Why do we should have been rewarded? Yeah, like I, I just can we just like we're already dealing with a pandemic. Can we just lighten up in the middle of that as well? Like. How much prestige and integrity does your league really have, Soul? 
you know? Now, damaging the prestige and integrity for, of the league. For, the, for the record, hold on, scroll back up, Jimmy. For the record, I mean, to find that much money, they did dress him up in the team's colors. So the prestige, I think, is just like throwing. Yeah, they tried. The, they tried. Yeah, they tried to, to keep the prestige of the team intact. So I think. I think that that is tarnishing uh, the vocabulary a little bit. I think it's a lot of money. One thing that you you did gloss over, though, it's it's a hundred million Korean, but that amounts to about eighty-two thousand U.S. dollars. So that's a a good. I mean, it's a a decent chunk of change, and I'm sure you know FC exactly rolling in money. But um, yeah, I was going to say in quarantine, it might as well be eight point two million. Yeah, come on, that's a lot of money for sex dolls. I want to see if I can find like photos of this. I, they showed them. I saw it on a, on a sports. Could board. you? Let's just put this into perspective. Let's say. You All know, right. So here, wait a second. Wait a second. So I'm pulling up the, the photo now. We're looking at it, and it's yes, masks right. on them. Put masks on them. But also, it's like yes, they are sex dolls, but they're fully clothed in the stands, and they just like if you. I mean, if you didn't know that they were sex dolls, which meaning like. Then you might think that they're just regular mannequins. Like maybe, maybe one, they. One thing maybe, you, I'll, maybe I'll go like, further. Maybe it was I'll like. Go further. Maybe it was like in Dodgeball when they ordered their uh, in the movie Dodgeball when they ordered their um, they ordered their uniforms and they got shipped the wrong thing and it was like the sex outfits. Maybe they ordered regular mannequins and the people at the mannequin shop mixed up the shipment with their their side business which is sex dolls because of course a mannequin mm. company is also going to make sex dolls that's just good business um i'll go and- a lot further looking at this picture if, if i was just glossing over this article i could have just thought korean people were just like not going with social distancing i was like oh korean people are just watching soccer like that's how good looking, these at, dolls that, look. looking at the picture that we're looking at i never would have thought they were mannequin people. it looks like real fucking people out there and i honestly jimmy what it comes down to dude it's asia man they're just they're, they're there. Not you go. Nice, nice racist comment right there from Dirty Mike. All right, so oh we have boy. racist Mike. That's, we have racist Mike. Race, there, there's nothing racist yeah. about yeah, it. Good, good old racist they're, Mike. It's just it's just Asia. It's just Asia. Just doing dude, Asian things. Their culture is totally different than ours. They look they, down. Yep. Yep. Dig deeper. Look, nice. Dude. Very nice. Wow. He's just he's just going. Seriously, it's like after looking at the picture. How are you opposing it? It's the truth. The country right above them won't even let people cross their own borders. It's just oh, the man. way. Oh, oh man, he's gonna, he's oh, gonna keep going. Man. Should we just mute us all and let 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 the dirtiest of Michaels yeah, go? Keep going. What well, what do you really think about Asian people, dirty? What do you think about the, the their eyes, the shape of their eyes and their no. skin tone? They're <laughs> Dude, I'm not judging the American Asian. Filthy, filthy. The, the actual detail. Asian culture, the people who live in those I'm countries, sure. they, yeah, they yeah. live different lives than we live. They are not, yeah, yeah. They, they do not approve of sex at all in any and I don't. And I don't approve with Dirty Mike's, uh, whatever, you, is this a Nick, rant? Nick, whatever Nick, it is, I don't him, approve no, any sh- of it. Nick, stop, let him go. So what uh, do you think? Okay, I'm out, mute me. Yeah, Nick, or Dirty, what do you think of... Um, you know, the, the way they, they sell the women in Asia. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? It depends what country you're talking about. South Korea is not oh, okay. that. But the Middle East, I mean, there's, dude, listen, it's all about culture. So, like, in a, in a, <laughs> oh in a, in a, my America, God. We need to cut this off. What do you, oh. Dirty, what do you think about selling, what do you think about selling human beings? Well, it depends. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean it depends? 
<laughs> it's the laws of the countries, whatever the it fuck is. they say is, right? Dude, it listen. depends on what... <laughs> I just... No, but I do encourage everybody that hasn't... Because like, this is the first time I'm looking at the picture of what was in the stands when this fine was levied. And it's like, dude, if you didn't know any better, you would think that they were just mannequins. Like... It's a, it's an outrage. I'm outraged for FC Soul. I would fight this fine tooth and nail if I was the top brass at FC Soul. The only thing I see wrong is that one girl, she doesn't have her mask on correctly, so yeah, sure, yeah. maybe they should be fine for that. This one, yeah, the girl at the top. Yeah, if you're looking what at the she, picture. What is she even doing? You need to pull up the picture if you're at home. Uh, the one girl, is. you're right, her mouth and nose are out, which I've also seen people doing, and it's like at that point, just take the well, mask. It is, it is a sex doll, so. Uh, racist Mike, do you have any uh, last comments on it? No, I'm good. I made my point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm lightheaded after that one. Woo! Um, all right, we're moving on. Uh, our next topic, John Oliver, uh, the guy who ruined the new Lion King, who's, uh, depending on what you believe in comedy. <laughs> he uh, absolutely <laughs> ruined that movie. Well, not the movie, but my God, is he awful. I don't know anything about him except for that. No, Jimmy, Jimmy you worst. watched it. Yeah, All, right. All right, so John Oliver... Um, on his show said... And it's worth remembering that although Philadelphia sports fans are a horde of inhuman monsters who deserve neither sympathy nor understanding, the people paid to tend to those monsters really depend on their monster money. And that's where um, people laugh? And that's where people laugh. Oh, okay. So, right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of John Oliver. I will just say that to uh, start this whole thing. But Sounds like he's a funny guy. He is actually if you watch his show um i just not think once, philly, not once. I, just, I just think as, as philly fans we just need to own this brand right it's never gonna stop this is our brand and we just have to own it i just want i want to lean into it you know what hey, i mean i'm in jimmy do you think it's the kind of thing where like you know how they say if a bully is bullying somebody the more you fight off the bully the harder he comes at you but if you go with the bully the more he tends to back off is that where yeah. you're going with it like if we just embrace it and stop like and stop the clickbait like whenever somebody says something like this we're all up in arms like this so the, what i read to you the quote that i read to you was an article in the philly voice so every time somebody does this somebody in philadelphia or multiple people in philadelphia write pieces about it and we like get all up in arms about it and like so yeah maybe if we just start going like yeah that's us maybe people well, will stop saying it what the what the shit is the philly voice it's, 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 a, it's, it's a, the it's, it's the magazine. blog of of philly mag yeah oh okay yeah well so dirty mike racist, okay go ahead go ahead go ahead race racist mike what you just said is exactly <laughs> the advice you need to take of everything you do when you're tweeting at Elliot short parks and joe Gilio and everyone pretty much at wip when they're baiting you and they're putting you into your web, like just don't do it. Just steer into it. Holy shit! Is this a segue? Is this a segue? But, but that's not the, That's the fun of it. That's the fun of it, isn't it? Like, 
Because if you just ignore everything, then why even read it? It's not fun. Like I want to get. Yeah, mad. but you get really mad. Like you get really mad. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be fun if you let it be fun. But you get legitimately exactly what Nick is saying is that you get like scary mad. Saying. Like I get nervous even even no, though it's over text. I get nervous. I, I, when I, I try to like write stuff that I I just try to get to them. Like, and whether I do or don't, I have no idea. But like I try you're to. You're like, not getting to them at all. They read and they go, another victim. Ooh, he, another did victim. Get, he did get to Natalie Aganoff. Well, Natalie Aganoff, Natalie Aganoff isn't anywhere near the, the ESPs and, and Gilio's. Uh, I mean, she's on, as, Mikey, as, she's on Mikey's show. Mikey's but not, not in the fan. troll factor. Not in the troll factor. I know, but it was still hilarious that she that John she Oliver was doing, Mike. She, John Oliver said this to get people to react. Yeah, right. yeah. Of course he did. No, I don't think he did. I, 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 I I don't know. I don't think he's thinking that deeply about like how we're gonna react to it. But. You don't think he's he don't Jimmy, think he's I, in the business of of like bringing attention for himself. He, yeah, he, Jimmy, he it was a, hold on. It was a joke. He says joke. Joke equals punchline. It's a reaction. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah but I, no, but I don't think he was like, oh, this will get me a lot of articles in the uh, Mid Atlantic region. Uh, Philadelphia like, I, I is one of the biggest cities. In the entire globe. Let, let me attack the, the biggest market in the country. I mean, it doesn't yeah, matter. It is. Yeah, it is, Jimmy. What do you, you don't know geography. I agree. He probably wasn't thinking, oh, <laughs> let me attack racist Mike. You didn't even but... know about Montana, if we're being honest here. The, the, the Australia of the U.S. Yeah, you didn't know shit about that. And then you had to, you know, I had to learn you some stuff. I think the biggest thing about John Oliver is that he was the number one reason amongst many that made the live action Lion King fucking terrible. All right, so I gotta, I gotta ask, terrible fucking maybe movie. the fan, maybe the tens of listeners don't know either. I have no idea what the correlation is between John Oliver and the Lion King. He was Zazu. He was okay. the parrot. He was the I've never seen a king or beast with quite so little hair. That was, that was, <laughs> Whoa, that John, was John Oliver Hall. just, John Oliver just zoom bombed us. Holy shit! Yeah, we're kicking them right out. Get the fuck out of here, John Oliver. All right, what's our what's our next topic? Can you scroll down? I can't see it with our uh, our faces. All right, so our next uh, our next uh, topic is our uh, segment we did a couple weeks ago. We're bringing it back. I found a juicy one. We're doing Dirty Mike takes on Twitter. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Um, once so, once we get once we get back in the uh, in the studio, we will make a proper um, intro song to this uh, segment. Can we go back to the studio soon, guys? We'll talk about that, that later. That's on you. Uh, so you can, as always, follow us at RBCFH Podcast, and you can follow our friend Racist Mike at Dirty Mike <laughs> RBCFH. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't know what I, I don't know what I've been doing lately, but whatever I'm doing is getting some, it's getting some traction. Okay. You know, you know, a good before Matt dives into that, a, a, a nice little thing here. We have our names on our Zoom pictures. I'm Nick. Jimmy's Jimmy. Matt is Matt. Dirty is dirty scum piece of shit. I don't know who <laughs> put that on there, but that's great. That's that's just that's just top notch. Oh, you put that on, so at least you know that you're a piece of shit. Well, um, you can change that to racist money. He's, self, he's a self-aware piece of shit. Dirty scum piece of shit. I love it. P.O.S. Well, 
Wait till you hear this tweet that he put out a couple of, uh, couple of weeks ago. I don't know where he's going, man. Here is the, here's the tweet. It can't be stressed enough. Jenny was a shitbag to Forrest. Chick literally drove the dude to run for three straight years. Hashtag Forrest Gump is on. Hashtag I am not a smart man. Hmm. Dirty, what made you tweet that? I've never heard somebody vilify Jenny the way you did in that tweet. I oh, need you to elaborate. All right, so here, so, all right, so I didn't know this is this is the one you were going to choose, but all right, so yeah, I did say that. So Forrest Gump was on like last Friday night, and I got a lot drunker than I wanted to Friday. So at mid, and he did a midnight showing of Forrest Gump, and I watched the whole thing till almost three in the morning. And watching that movie, man, it dawned on me that Jenny from Forrest Gump might be the biggest villain in movie history. <laughs> that chick is an abhorrent scumfuck piece of shit. <laughs> how many, how, she, all right, so where do I even start? She took a handicapped kid, knowing he was handicapped when he was little, and basically just used him all the way up until he was old for in every way to get an advantage over him to, to somehow benefit her, whether it was, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll start with this. I'll go to the very end of the movie. And if you haven't seen Forrest Gump, spoiler alert. No, stop. Fuck 1994, you. you're, you're good. Yeah, he would have had zero friends if it wasn't for Jenny. So let, him go, let him go, let him go, let him go. I'm not Here's a hot take. I think Jenny went and slept with Forrest to get pregnant because she knew that motherfucker had money and she was trying to get money for the kid for when she died and all the money would spiral down. She wow. is a piece of shit. Fuck Jenny. She, not only did she fuck him, the next morning she left for four years and ditched him, and then wrote a letter, and was like, oh, hey, by the way, miss you, knowing his fucking dumb ass would come back, which he did. He told us a whole story on the fucking uh, bench to everyone who would hear it. And then the lady tells him, oh, yeah, she lives three blocks that way. That fucker starts running again, right? He goes to her apartment, meets kid, and then all of a sudden, conveniently, a month later, she fucking dies? You are leaving out, you are leaving out, like, the main part of this, which is she, we don't know at the time if she was aware, but, but she had sex with him and had AIDS. <laughs> Yo! Like, yeah. oh. Murder! It's attempted Whoa. murder. That should be in prison before she died. She is the worst, one of the worst villains in movie history that nobody talks about. Wow. I've never, eye-opening. I've Shit. never, I've never, like, I'm a movie guy. For those who don't know, like I have a degree in acting directing, which is like I rarely I have a degree say, in like, movies. In make believe, I have a degree in make believe. Like I, <laughs> I love this shit. Like I like Forrest Gump is very near and dear to my heart. And I like I saw that tweet. I'm like, dude, you are out of your mind. And you're making a very compelling argument, and then Jimmy yeah. brings up AIDS. And then the AIDS. And thing. like that's tough to argue. I, I never say. once heard. I never once heard that Jenny is a villain, and now I was ready to come like fully Arnold Schwarzenegger style, like back at you, and I don't know what to do right now. 
Yeah, listen, yeah. man. So I'm, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I minored in film in college. So like I would break down films and write articles and stuff. Nice. We have, we have two, we have two make believe uh, majors. Yeah. Major and a minor. Well, major and minor. Yeah. So I, I used to break down films and write papers on them, man. So I love stuff like this. Um, yeah, Jenny's a complete piece of shit. Prove me wrong. I, no, I listen, so listen, so listen, you I have to differentiate that. because because young Jenny is not a villain. She she is a hero. Uh, why is young Jenny a hero? Because he would have had zero friends if it wasn't for her. You can't sit here, you can't sit here, you can't sit here. And she's like, you can sit with me. Jimmy, go but, ahead. So I, I do have to say that this is not the first time I've heard this theory. Um, not that Dirty Mike didn't do a really great job breaking it down, but I, ha- See, I have I've heard, never this. heard this. Theory. I've, heard I've this never seen this either. Before. It's compelling. But I will. I, so I feel like somebody has to stick stick up for Jenny a little bit, and let's let's Why? not for, let's not forget she came from an incredibly abusive. Has her background? Family. That doesn't. That, all, right, all right, all right. Now that's a that's a very easy thing to say. Just in just in uh, in society and American society, I came from a broken background. I can make fun of the crippler. I can have sex with someone even though I have AIDS. Like that can only go so far. Like, you just can't just throw that around. <laughs> he like, tried to help her, and she continually shit on him for 30-something years. He invested in Apple, and she's like, all right, give me your seed. Like, he dude, invested you, in some you, fruit company. Dude. Like, you, like, you may be a racist piece of shit with the worst sports takes of all time, but this might be your best work yet. And, Jimmy, I'm, I, I didn't know that. You've heard this theory before. But this might be your best work yet, Dirty. And, and unless we need to talk about Forrest Gump more, it needs to be known that 1994 may be the best year of movies in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Because 1994 is the year of Forrest Gump, it's the year of Shawshank Redemption, and it's the year of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, there, that was the year when, when Best Picture came up. You had no idea what was getting it. Who would you, have, who would you have given it to? Oh, if I could go back. The, the yeah. wrong movie won. The wrong movie won. Uh, yeah, it's dude. It's I would, I I, don't, I would really have to think about this, but on 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 the gun, I would say probably Pulp Fiction. Wrong. Yeah, well, Wrong. that's just that's not even that's not even a choice, Dirty Mike. What are you doing? Yeah. No, it's a choice. It's a choice. Is it? That's wrong. Of course it is. It's a fantastic. Oh, Pulp film. Fiction was fine. It was a good oh. movie. Well, no, no, you deserve to be muted. It was not. No, Pulp I don't. Because Shawshank Pulp and Forrest, Forrest, Forrest Gump are on a different tier than that movie. Oh, mm, I don't, no, I don't know. They're all, yeah, they they're all are. three. They're all three on the same. All, the great thing about that year is all three of those movies came out the same year, and they're they're such completely different films. Yeah, Shawshank is is the masterpiece. Yep, Shawshank. Yep, 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 yep. Pulp Fiction did the similar bouncing around like Forrest Gump did, um, but it, just in a different way. Shawshank should have been Best Picture. I guess Forrest Gump doesn't bounce around at all. It's a linear story. No, it doesn't. That's not true. No, it doesn't. Forrest is sitting on the goddamn bench telling his fucking story. Don't be a yeah, idiot, but, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. but come on. That doesn't but he's saying me. his stories went in order. I get it. I get it. But, yeah. Jimmy, you're, you're definitely wrong, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> it, it's not as, as much as Tarantino bounces around with his storytelling. Of course not. So Tom, not Hanks, Tom Hanks, best actor, and Shawshank, best, best movie. That, that's, that's what it should have been. Yeah, and Tim Robbins wasn't nominated for Best Actor. It was Morgan Freeman in Shawshank. Yeah, I, always... it, 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 I didn't know that. And it should have been Tim Robbins for Best Actor and, and Morgan Freeman for Best Supporting. Why would, 
how, how would Morgan Freeman not be best supporting? Was there not a best supporting back then? I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Well, no, there was best supporting. Who? Yeah, there's who been a best supporting the, in the 30s. Who wrote the original story, Shawshank Redemption? Stephen King. The Cohen brothers. There, there you go, racist Mike. Good job. Very good job. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. very good. Here's yeah, it's a short story. Uh, I would have hey, I I, voted I for. I would have voted for Shawshank for best film. When people say what's the best movie of all time, you're going to get five times out of ten Shawshank Redemption. You're going to get four times out of ten uh, Godfather. Yeah. You're going to get Forrest Gump sprinkled in there, and then you're going to get your niche people who say Pulp Fiction. So that's why I'll give you Shawshank as the best picture that year. So uh, I think that was a great uh, Dirty Mike takes on Twitter. That's just a fucking amazing tweet. Dirty Mike takes on Twitter is my favorite segment. I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, I mean, that's that's kudos to you for for bringing down your own segment. Um, Hey, Dirty Mike takes on Twitter is number one. Uh, It it is. It has nothing to do with Dirty Mike, so fuck you. All right. Um, Anybody have any uh, Memorial Day weekend plans? Putting on some copper tone? Anybody? Uh, Probably not copper tone. No? Yeah, I uh, I don't think I do either. I think I'm just staying home. Twelve trulies and go to bed. I can yeah. I can set up the baby pool if you guys want to come over. Perfect. You can so fit you going. can fit four adults in there. Should we do a, a classic Philadelphia thing where we talk about the shore versus the beach and like all that oh. stuff? No, oh. all right. Oh man, the oldest right. rivalry uh, in the books. Yeah. Um, Save that for I, another day, Matt. Oh, cool classic. Um, so we started our episode with Nate Sudfeld. We ended with Jenny being the biggest villain in cinema history and Forrest Gump. If you have AIDS, don't have unprotected sex with people. It's just not right. That's what Especially with somebody that you about care about. Like, like, damn. He didn't care about him. Like, yeah, but maybe a little bit. No. All right, so let's, refer- let's rephrase that. If you do care about somebody, don't have sex with AIDS. If you don't care about somebody, have sex with them if you have AIDS. Doesn't matter. Man, did all she right. not care about him at all? It's a pretty good hard that's and it. fast rule. Yeah. All right. That's it for uh, this episode of the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. Um, we will be back next week. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Stay inside. Grab your new Coppertone SPF uh, Zero. Make sure you put that on so you're safe from the ultraviolet rays of your recess lighting. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening, and we will be back. Good night. Want to get on air and talk about Jimmy's mirror?